Hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips to help and to inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. On today's show, we are doing something a little different, but we are talking about personal branding for college admission. If that is what you're looking to do, get into a great school, you definitely want to listen and watch this podcast. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am so excited to be joined by Stacy Ross Cohen. Stacy is an award-winning brand professional who earned her stripes on Madison Avenue and at major television networks before launching her own agency. Stacy is the CEO and founder of Co Communications. She is also a TEDx speaker and author. Stacy's book, Brand Up. The Ultimate Playbook for College and Career Success was just released in April 2023. And Barbara Corcoran from ABC Shark Tank calls the book a must if you want to excel at networking and entrepreneurship in the classroom and in the boardroom. Uh, Stacey, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you here today. And Claire, thank you. I'm so glad we connected and just so happy to, to be here. My, my West Coast new friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I never really thought about personal branding for teens. So let's talk about that. And why is it important? Yeah. And, and just like a little bit of the backstory. So I, you know, I'm a professional marketer. And when I saw my daughter in high school, I, realized, you know, very competitive school district where a lot of the kids had 4.2 GPAs, the importance of standing out, marketing yourself at an earlier age. So it's, it's an incredibly uh, important skill. It's really a life skill, right? I always say personal branding is for life, but to de start developing it in high school is really, really key, especially because this is this is how you get on, on top of a decision maker's list. And so um, just jumping to your question about why, you know, why is this important for teens? I just want to clarify, there's a real misconception. You know, a lot of people do not like the word personal branding and they're like, oh, it's narcissistic. It's about me, me, me. But it really isn't. Personal branding is about what is your value to others? You know, what is, what is your superpower and what is, is the gift of you. And again, what is going to land you on the top of a decision maker's list? And to be able to answer the question, why, you know, why choose you? And now more than ever, both college admission officers, as well as job recruiters, they are looking at kids' social media. So a teen's digital footprint is, is, essential. So personal branding has become more of a requirement. At one point, maybe it was more of a luxury, but mm. people are searching online. I always tell kids, Google is the new resume. I don't know if you've heard this statistic, but 6 million Google searches in one minute. So people Crazy. are searching for you, Claire, they're searching for me, they're, you know, they're mm -hmm. searching. What do you want them to find? Well, it's, it, I always say that if, you know, personal branding is not for you, it's for your ideal audience, whatever that ideal audience is. So that's exactly uh, how you put it, just in a, in a slightly different way. Um, and yeah, it, it, personal branding is not for you. If it's all me, 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 then yeah, it is selfish and you're doing it wrong. So let's, yes. <laughs> let's remember personal branding is not for you. But so what's interesting is, I mean, obviously I didn't know about personal branding. 
as a term when I was going, you know, to college, but I did know that I needed to be well-rounded. So I need, so I also, you know, and I would also think your personal brand isn't necessarily just what you're putting online, but also like what, what, you know, sports are you doing? What organizations do you, are you, do you belong in? Are you the head of student council? Are you doing, you know, uh, anything, you know, aside from that, are you, are you volunteering that kind of thing? Cause I remember that's what people were looking for. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. It, it's true because, because personal brand is really, you know, what it, your passions, your experience, your achievements, your values. So it's, it's really what makes you, you. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's offline and online activities as well. Uh, the focus of, of the book is a little bit more online because the game has changed so much now that admissions officers are looking at social media. So it's like a, a high school student that's college bound is so much more than an application and, and a test score. They're looking mm -hmm. also at character. Uh, they're yeah. looking for kids that will be a good fit on, on their campus. So mm -hmm. again, it's more of a new, you, we're pointing to that. It's a very holistic kind of approach. One of the thoughts that comes to my mind is, do you ever advise that like students build their own website to kind yes. of put all like essentially their online resumes? So, if, you know, yeah. if you SEO it and it shows up in top, it's right. like in Google search, you're number one, here's everything you want to know about me. Do you advise that? 100% as a matter of fact, and you'll probably laugh, my, my business partner at co-communications, she has two young boys and she was struggling with the name of, of the first one. And I said to her, I was quite serious. I said, listen, before you finalize, you know, your son's name, just make sure that the URL is available because it's not a bad idea to, um, you know, I tell parents, purchase the URL. You don't know what your son or daughter, um, you know, how, how they will develop. And, mm -hmm. you know, even I think for myself, I have a very common name, Stacy Cohen. So I was very lucky in the early days of the internet, I did purchase my URL. It just so happens now, if you Google Stacy Cohen, there's a million that came up. So then for my personal brand, I went with my full name, Stacy Ross Cohen. But absolutely a website is is one way. I also I love video. Again, mm -hmm. it, it tells it tells a, a teen's narrative or anyone's narrative like like mm -hmm. nothing else. I even say to people in general, pay attention to even to your email signature line, right? Because that's a great that's a great piece of real estate. Highlight yeah. something about you that shows your character and your value. <laughs> I guess it's kind of sad. I mean, you know, you can't really think about it. You, these these kids are starting high school, and you're just like, okay, now it's it's yeah, the fun is over. Get serious. It's it's kind of sad. You're like, oh, the rest of your life is so serious. Well, yes, yes, <laughs> you know, and, and and it is it is sad. But I also yeah. think like. I'm not telling kids not to be themselves. I, I yeah. they should be themselves because the other thing is, is that whether it's a job recruiter or a college admission officer, they can smell a fake miles away. I've spoken oh, yeah. to so many of them, but so you want to be you, you just want to let the best you out. And within that, this is just about, you have to be intentional about this. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, 
you've got to take control of, of your message and your story and, and what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like guidance counselors have typically told students, don't post on social media. But I say, yes, post, but, but show a, a video of you on a college tour or show a video like you had mentioned about like extracurricular activities. So it would be something like maybe a kid is donating his or her time to a local food bank. Show mm-hmm. pictures of that. Show video of that. Again, make it come alive. Yeah. I think that that's really, really key. So, uh, you know, I know that I know I, I uh, applied to three schools. I know a lot of people apply to many schools. Um, so when you're pa- essentially packaging yourself, do you think that students need to package, package themselves differently for every university they apply to? That's a, you know what? That's a great question. I don't think I've ever been asked precisely that question. I have to say that was technically, I was going through this with my co-founder and he was like, Hey, let's ask this question. Uh, So that was his. That is is a really good question. I think, you know, you, you need your, um, you know, you need your magnetic messages, let's call them. Some people call them key messages or sticky messages, like, but you always need to, and I know this as, as a, a marketer, is you have to think about who your target audience is and what is going to be meaningful to them. Again, these days you've got to be a master of first impressions. So you've got to figure out like, what is it about me that will most impress them? Now, let's just say these three schools, they, um, more likely than not, um, your message will stay the same, but there could be one school in particular that has a different area of, of study. When, when we use the word package, because I use package a lot, this has to be authentic. It really has mm-hmm. to be authentic. But you, you may want to check out a school and find out what characteristics they find important in their student body and make sure that you emphasize it is for example a lot of the college websites will say these are the 10 you know characteristics that we like in our students and it'll be like leadership collaboration creativity and so maybe one of those schools might have a different one so you may want to play to that a little bit when someone's going through this whole process i don't know like when do you think someone should actually start this process. So you say teens, but are we like literally talking about like 13 years old or like we, when they jo- when they start high school, like what are, what are you talking about? When should they start really thinking about all this? So I, some people might say that this should start in, in middle school, but I, you know, I'm not a proponent of that, but I do think it should start in high school. Now, my first experience with with this which was what it was like mind-blowing was that i was writing for huffington post at the time and just really focusing on personal branding and when i saw my daughter going through this experience i was like i wonder if there's schools that are teaching personal branding digital leadership found a school a private school in north broward florida not only did they teach it but they made it mandatory for all 14 year olds wow you know, I, you know, I have to say what happened is that I did not interview the, the teacher that created the curriculum. However, I wrote about it. He contacted me. We became fast friends and he's actually a co-contributor of the book. And then what happened is that 
I was going to Florida to visit friends. And he's like, hey, Stace, would you sit in one of my classes? And I was like, oh, yes, that's such a gift. Sat in his class and was blown away. I was totally blown away how these kids were. They were listening to music to figure out what their story was and what their superpower was and what their passion was. And they were creating vision boards. You know, because think about it, typically a 14 year old, they don't really know themselves, but this class started uncovering because there was a lot of self-reflection, came back to New York, wrote another Huffington Post article, and this one went viral. And so at that point, I knew I had something there. And that's when the book journey began. And the great thing is, is that I'm a marketer. I'm, I'm not an educator per se, but Jason um, Schaefer and also Alan Katzman contributed to the book. And Jason is an educator now. Believe it or not, he's teaching entrepreneurship to middle school kids. Crazy. So very innovative um, curriculum. There's actually one chapter in the book that is dedicated to entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship. I, I know that when I was a kid, like I, I, you know, had my own businesses. Like I would say I have a restaurant. My parents would show up like at the dining table and I would serve them or whatever. Or I had like a, you know, I was a, I was a, a travel agent that tells you definitely that I'm, yeah. Anyway, I may have aged myself, but um, yeah, like all of these things that, that I would do, but yeah, no one ever was like, here's on, you know, what you need to know for entrepreneurship. And um, you, you have it in your DNA, right? Because I do I, as well. I start, I started my actual first business when I was 14, but, but entrepreneurial skills are not just for kids that want to start businesses. Yeah. It's just such a great skill to have, even if you're working at a Fortune 500 company, because it's about taking risks, being innovative, always challenging yourself, think, you know, thinking outside the box of the really great skills. The other thing that I wanted to add to the conversation, there is one age though. So do I, th going back to your question, do I think it's necessary, like, 14 years old. No, but by the age of 16, because that's when most kids are really starting to think about admissions. I tell kids they need a LinkedIn by the time that they're 16. And I tell their parents, you hand your kid the car keys. Okay. You're responsible enough. You need a LinkedIn because this is, it's a whole new world with college admissions. And so they need to be engaging with their school. They need to be linking in with alumni, uh, department chairs, admission officers, and, uh, you know, and, and professors and, mm -hmm. you know, and liking their content and even starting con contributing content. And again, one of the most important skills in life is networking right? Like I have two girls, they're both in their twenties. And I've always told them that you're both two very smart girls, but in this life, it's not always what you know, it's who you know. And of course, like they were like, oh yeah, we don't or need Or with personal branding, it's who knows you. That's what yes, we talk about too, you. right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Right. So, so it's like, but to get that muscle developed earlier and and know that to um you know to really use these skills because you know the saying it's like your network is your net worth so yeah. it really is important to start curating that at an early age telling me all this i'm just like i like i'm so glad that i'm not a teenager right now 
like the stress I have of having, cause it's a lot of work. I'm like, literally, cause I, you know, I did not grow up with a lot of money. So that meant I would have had to do all that stuff myself. I think someone that, you know, you have a lot of money, you hire someone to do the social media for your kid. Like me, like writing was stressful knowing who I was. What the F man? No, you know, I just, I just, it's so stressful. No, but I agree. (laughs) But but the one thing that I did want to share with you, that's such a great point is that it's really important for, for me with this book to level the playing field because I want to give all teens an edge no matter what their path in life is. So yeah, this is not just for kids that want to go into Ivy League schools. This is also for kids that maybe they want to go into a trade, like they want to be a hairdresser, they want to go into carpentry. This is this is like for for every kid. And so to that point, I, I am donating donating hundreds, probably thousands of books to youth organizations like Boys and Girls Clubs, um the why girls Inc. And, um, because again, my, like I said, my, my kids went to uh, a very competitive, they were in a great school district. And I, I just, my hope is eventually to make personal branding, digital leadership, part of every high school curriculum and allow every kid to achieve their goals, whatever they are in life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely, you know, I, once I kind of figured out that this, this is kind of the stuff that I needed to do as a kid, probably sophomore year, um, I, I single mom and all that sort of stuff, but I had a really amazing community at my very small school in Ingram, Texas, um, that they really just kind of rallied around me. It was just weird because everyone was, you know, usually had the mother and the father. So teachers came out and were just like, we need to help Claire. She's really smart. We need to get her into a good school. So sophomore year, people started rallying around me. So I really give credit to those coaches and teachers that, you know, it's crazy, you know, and you kind of, you, you think about that. And you're like, Oh, thank God. I tell my husband, and he's like, I cannot believe all the people that helped you. So I had their, you know, to you. Know, takes a whole village sometimes. Yes, so yes, yes. It, I think and, it's and, great that, that you, uh, you know, that you did that. Cause I think that once you kind of know, cause some, my mother didn't know she l- went back to school later, but she didn't know what I should be doing. She didn't know any of that sort of stuff. So the fact that I had people saying, Hey, you know, this is where you need to be. And then I would tell my mom and she's like, okay, great. Listen to them. <laughs> you know? So yes, I think that that's yes, such yes. a great thing that you're doing. Yeah. And, and you know, first of all, I, I and I can feel your gratitude of, of all yeah. these wonderful people that really supported you. But if, if you think about it, it's, it's like we, and the rules of the game have changed. So what worked yesterday is not going to work today. A lot of parents, even, you know, in, in, uh, you know, more privileged homes still really don't understand, you know, what's, you know, what's going on in college admissions. And when I tell them that their kid needs to register on, let's just say their dream school's website and um, schools are looking at big data to, to see demonstrated interest. Is this kid, if, if I accept them, are they going to come to the school? And they, they want yeses, right? So they're mm-hmm. looking, a lot of them are looking at something called demonstrated interest and they're looking 
has this has the student registered on, on our website? How often are they coming? How long are they staying when they visit? So it's it's you know it's like there are certain things that you need to know what to do now, and and I also believe that um, that the times have accelerated it. What tips can you give, um, you know, teens and parents to help them, you know, stand out and get accepted into their dream college? Great question. And, you know, I have a chapter in the book where I interviewed 42 admission officers and educational consultants. There's, there's one, because again, coming from me, I'm not, and I, and I do have some tips, but this is the one that I think is really, um, the, the highlight and, and could almost be like a tagline for the book. So one of the educational consultants, you know, as we know, disting, disting, being able to distinguish yourself in meaningful ways is like, is so important. And so this educational consultant said it best. He said, be one of 10, don't be in a pack of nine. And so it's a matter of figuring out Think about it this way. If there's an admissions officer, she has two kids, they have similar GPAs, they have similar test scores. What is it that's going to make one of them stand out? Chances are maybe one kid played soccer and maybe the other kid, um, they started a tutoring service for elementary or, or middle school kids. They're probably going to lean to the kid that started a business because it's different and it shows a lot of leadership skills. Uh, you know, that's the other thing is that kids need to showcase their best characteristics. And, yeah. you know, again, but at all touch points. So it has to be through social media, their applications essays, interviews, and e even teacher recommendations. So again, every touch point has to be solid. And then the last thing is you've got to engage and connect with the college you're interested in. It's, mm. It is critical. You have to show them that you're interested. You have to show them, uh, you know, the love. If there's a kid that wants to go to Vanderbilt and the engineering program, they've got to connect with the chairperson of engineering. And, um, and, and also teens need to, um, they could still have fun on social media, but just watch out for your behavior and mm -hmm. just show pictures of, of you again in your extracurricular activities. Or if you're visiting a college, show pictures of you visiting the college and how much you're enjoying it. And look, smart kids are not always smart in social media. And a case in point is Harvard University. Harvard University has a 3.2% acceptance rate, which is, think of those numbers. And about in 2017, and, and you know this I had in, in my TEDx talk, but there were 10 kids that got accepted into Harvard and because of bad social media behavior, all of their admissions were revoked. Wow. So if you think about it, it's like they're brilliant. These kids are brilliant, but they were not brilliant on social media. So it's just a cautionary tale to, um, you know, to just make sure you put all social media through what I call the pure test. Is it positive? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it, you know, is it respectful? Is it ethical? Is it unbiased?
some of what you say is like, ah, it's overwhelming to, to think about you, that kids have to think about that now. But at the same time, I, you know, when you're talking about differentiating yourself and things like that, the, I, I applied early admission. Um, I, I graduated from UT Austin, but I, um, freshman year, I went to Pepperdine. That was my dream school at the time. Uh, I was living in a small town in Texas and I was like, I want to go back to California. So I applied early admission. Um, and the, the, I got in early. I found out in December that I was, that I was accepted. And, um, my mom still made me apply to two other schools. I was like, but I'm already in. She's like, no, you're going to have backups. Um, and so then, um, basically the, they went, they, I don't know, within a couple of months, they actually sent a letter to my mom saying that it was my essay that really just like got them. Like the whole admissions team was just like her essay. Um, and I, you know, again, I didn't have like a whole team helping me. I just had my English teacher read my essay before I sent it. Um, but anyway, it said that my essay moved them so much that that was one of the things that differentiated me from everyone else. So I was I, putting that into play, but no one told me what to write. I just yes, what was passionate yes. to me. A lot of what you say resonates with me because I just was me. I mean, I didn't know how to be anyone else but me. I didn't. So I just put me into that and um, it worked. <laughs> and and so, I, would, I would bet, I don't know what the topic of, of your, your essay was, but I would bet that you also showed, showed uh, vulnerability, you know, oh, like yeah. just like humanness because admission officers can tell when uh, an essay is not written by a kid. And then, you know, you have to worry about all the chat GPT stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so it's, it's really, it's a whole new world. But I love that you were able to get that, that gem, that it was your essay that, you know, that got you in. Because again, that's what makes you human. It's your story. It, it is. Well, I, in, in high school, I dealt with, uh, I had bulimia and so an eating disorder. And I felt like it, for me, it was a lot of what I was seeing. Um, in magazines, you know, um, I'm like half Middle Eastern. We, I've got some curves. I got a butt, all these things it was before the Kardashians. So I felt like in a sea of, you know, waifs, I was like, where do I fit in? My big butt. <laughs> Not that I hate it, but you know what I mean? When you, you yes. don't look, you don't yes. see yourself represented. And so I basically was like, you know, something needs to be done about the, all of these skinny people. It, they're it's impossible it's like everyone wants to be that but you literally have to starve yourself to be that and that's just not healthy so it was basically just kind of this like essentially an essay rant on what uh, how a teenager felt about what we were being fed essentially by wow. the media that is so powerful and yeah. a lot of kids would feel shame by that yeah but you made it into you made you you turned it around and made it into like a strength and, and overcoming it. But, you know, recognizing that, that there is a problem out there and yeah. um, good, really good for you. Because <laughs> Thank you. It's like, think, think like, you know, we're humans, right? And we, we have flaws. None of us are perfect. We um, it's okay to show your flaws. It really is. Yeah. Like, admission officers, job recruiters, they're not looking for, there's never going to be a perfect candidate, but they're looking for someone, you know, again, this really goes back to is someone that 
that stands out, has great character and values, and someone that is going to contribute to campus life or if they're going right to the job market to, you know, to their careers. Well, because I, I just think it also, because you were talking about how it fitting with the school, my, my grandmother, for some reason, I don't know why she didn't live in Houston, never grew up in Texas, but she was obsessed with me applying to, to rice. I did not get into rice. Um, rice is, is obviously harder to get into the Pepperdine. But um, if you look at this, the universities, they're so different. The admission staffs would be different. If you think about who the admission staff at Pepperdine would probably be, that essay would resonate with them being in Los Angeles, more than it would be a group of people in Houston, probably all men, it just wouldn't resonate with the same. So when you're kind of thinking about how to tailor, think about the audience, you know, I'm, I don't know who it was, but it's just like being in Los Angeles, entertainment industry. I didn't think about all when I was writing, but it worked, it worked for Pepperdine. They were just like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas at yeah. Rice, they were just like, what? This is what? Yes. I want someone that's going to talk about politics or this or that and blah, blah, blah. It's just different. And you kind of, and it doesn't mean that the essay was bad. It just meant that you're not, it's not a good fit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and that's really smart. And it goes back to your question, like, do you show up differently for different, you know, applications? And the question is, you have to customize everything, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you just have to be very thoughtful and deliberate about how you're delivering yourself. But again, it has to be your authentic self. So it's yeah. like you might make something a little bit more prominent with one school because you feel that it will resonate with them more opposed to another school. And part of, of that is you've got to do your due diligence, whether applying to college or or job, you have to understand the culture. Definitely. Definitely. I, so I want to talk about one, one more, cause there's so many things in here, but like what essential life skills, um, do you think that college that, that, you know, teens that are going into college, what do they need for, for college and for their, maybe their first job? Uh, you know, let me share with you. I, there's so many different essential life skills, but the ones that I focused on networking, empathy, you know, doing good. At the time I was writing the book, George Floyd happened and it mm -hmm. really, uh, it, it struck a chord. Uh, interviewing skills. I think, wouldn't it be dynamite? And especially with, with your background, like I remember when I was in college, one of the best classes I took was interviewing and it would be video recorded and you could see the playbacks. Like I think this would be so great even even in, in um, high school to offer a class like that. Um, mm -hmm. Other life skills are um, just, you know, just do, doing good, you know, the empathy, um, establishing relationships, knowing how to establish relationships. There's, like I said, there's a whole chapter on LinkedIn. I feel that it's not the glitzy social media channel. It's not TikTok. It's not Instagram, but it's really important to start developing your professional persona earlier. Uh, interviewing is um, research, right? Like research skills, because you may not know your career path. And, and you know how everybody will say, oh, you know, when you're in college, you should do exploratory interviews with people from different companies to figure out what industry you want to be in. 
mm-hmm. didn't start that in high school, right? Yeah. You know, people are generally very open. So I, I provide questions on, on, you know, what questions to ask, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're in an interview, I also believe the art of thank you, like the art of gratitude. So I have like sample thank you letters. People have lost the art of how to express gratitude. So, and, and there is an art to it because you can't wait two weeks to send a thank you letter if you're interviewing for a job or for admissions. You've got to get it out like within the, uh, ideally, four hours, but you know, even within a 24 hour window, that's okay. But how do you write a thank you letter that is, is customized? So I have a couple of different templates. And so it's, these are, these are life skills that not all parents can impart on their kids because they may just not recognize it. Like even I have like an area and, and I'm shocked when a teenager doesn't realize this, like even as even a text is not safe. Do you know how many kids have gotten their admissions revoked because someone did a screenshot of their text that mm-hmm. showed like there was like a, a, you know, a racist comment and then sends it to the admissions officer. So it's, it's just a matter of crazy that someone would do that, by the way, just saying, <laughs> I know, but you know what, unfortunately yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's the world that we live in. And so it's, well, it's sad, right? Because there's, there's gotta be like a lack of trust because you, you know, you just don't know, um, you know, who to trust, but you, you just, I think building, I would say my, my number one thing is learning how to build relationships. It's, yeah, it's a really, really powerful skill. One thing I, I wanted to say, kind of to piggyback off what you were saying about like the text messages. But so, um, my first job that I ever had, I worked at Three Times Square, uh, which is at the corner of Forty Second and Seventh. Um, it was uh, Instanet, which is at the. It was owned by Reuters, so I think it's still a Reuters building, although I'm not sure. But anyway, Three Times Square, and um, a boss told me, "Don't send an email." And now this would go for text messages that you don't feel comfortable being put on a billboard in Times Square. I, if you, you know, feel I comfortable say, with I that, the, I say the same thing. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. If you feel comfortable with that, that you're not like a, you know, an asshole or whatever, then, then there you go. You, you just, just think about that. But um, yeah, learning for you. Right. And it stuck with you. It did. And and I was working in Times Square. So it was like, (laughs) you're surrounded by billboards. So it it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a social media post. Right. It's also yeah. like an, like an email, like, like you've got to make every word count. Right. And, and so it's like, you've got to pause before you send out anything before you post and you have to think, would you want a college admissions officer to see it, a future employer, parents? And it's just a matter of, of being mindful. And mm-hmm. also the rule is, is that a lot of kids said, yeah, you know, I've had some bad social media behavior, but nobody will find it. That's not true. Everything mm-hmm. is permanent and discoverable. Definitely. And one more thing I wanted to add, because we were talking about like tips and stuff. And I know one of the things that we did with my stepdaughter is there, were, she had some things and we did this in her in high school and in college, but we were living in New York at the time. And she, there were things that she was interested in exploring. So we went out to our network. 
um, and our kind of family and things like that. And we're just like, you know, so we got her like an internship at Warner Brothers, an internship at an event designer. And, inter- you know, so we got her internships through friends and people that we knew um, so she could figure out what she wanted to do. Um, she did, she d- did not go down those career paths. Um, but what we didn't learn until later. So don't do an internship at Warner Brothers if you actually want a job there. We learned that the hard way. Can you imagine? They wouldn't hire her. You're like, what? Anyway, so really? if you want a job that's, at Warner that, Brothers, do not do an internship because they won't hire you. That's so interesting. So, but, but the experience, right? That the yeah, experience is it, priceless. So even if it is. you intern at a place and you, you end up deciding this isn't for, for me, like how valuable is that? It was, it was really good. Yeah. Unfortunately, she worked for the PR department for Warner Brothers doing their, she did like, uh, you know, the press um, for movie premieres. So she was like psyched, wanted that job. But yeah, they were like, oh yeah, we don't hire interns. Had we known that? Because we had a friend that worked at Warner Brothers that got her the job. I'm like, had we known, we would have asked for the favor after you graduated. <laughs> right? You, oh, well. No, because, because a lot of people will take jobs as interns because they know <gasps> that if they really do well, they may be given a job offer. At that time, um, they did not, they would not hire interns. So always do your due diligence. Cause if you f- go and find that out, like, do you hire your interns? Ask that as a question. If you, if you have a kid that's doing this, have them ask that as an, in their interview, because if it's not going to lead to a job, then why? I just don't think you should do it. <laughs> it doesn't make uh, sense. No, if it could no, actually. I, yes. Hurt you. Yes. And yeah. Yes. I, I agree with you. That is a great question. And when I come out with, a revised version of the book. I may steal that from you because okay. I have that. Just, just quote me. No, <laughs> I will. I totally will. Promise. Yeah. No. It was just. It was a quite a learning experience that that we were really shocked. We didn't learn this until after like her, the last month of her internship. We're like, are you kidding me? We do with all that work, and our friend put in all that work. And that's what they do. That that was kind of it. Kind of sucked. But well, Stacy, I feel like we could talk about this forever. I really appreciate you being on the show, and we. I definitely. I learned a lot, and I know that our audience learned a lot. Give a lot of amazing, great tips. So, where can someone find out more about you? Yes, and first of all, thank you, Claire. We definitely need to continue the conversation offline. Yes, so, definitely. Uh, I have a uh, website to direct people to. Brand up book brandupbook.com and also uh, the book is available on Amazon um, if you just google Stacy Ross Cohen Amazon it's Walmart Target and Barnes and Noble and um, Instagram at Stacy Ross Cohen awesome and and those links will definitely be in the description and the show notes so thank you so much Stacy it was great having you Thank you, Claire. I had such a blast. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. 